You know, this would be a perfect time to have an intro, but we're getting there. What's happening, everybody? This is CJ, you know, the host of the most random podcast ever made. It's listen in the morning. In the morning, though, it is, um, by my estimation, 8.30 in the evening on a Sunday night. But not in Hawaii. It's still sunny outside. You know, that might be true. It's still pretty pretty sunny there, but um, enough stalling. We've got some news to get to, and it's pretty big news, I think, since we are here in the beautiful confines of Middle Tennessee. It's time for us to let you know about a, a new acquisition for the Tennessee Titans. This is a special edition of the most random sports show ever made, and we're going to talk Julio Jones, the newest member of the Tennessee Titans. I'm proud the Titans actually made a move that made sense. I am shocked that they actually were able to pull it off. Um, I didn't put much stock into the idea of that happening, but alas, it did. I, I I had no hope. Well, well, not hope, but like I had zero intention that the Titans were gonna do something like that because they have a history of really dropping the ball when it comes to this sort of thing. So yeah, it was surprising to say the least. So obviously, the big story: Julio Jones. Acquired by the Tennessee Titans, the Titans in in exchange will send a 2022 second round draft pick and a fourth round draft pick in the 2023 NFL draft. In exchange, the Titans would receive Julio Jones and a sixth round draft pick in 2023. You see, I think the Falcons think that they're coming out on top here. I don't think they are. Because they're only losing, what, a six-round draft pick? But you're also losing your best wideout? I mean, you're, you have now, you've now just given your receipt. The whole receiving core in Atlanta is basically starting from, like, one. I wouldn't say zero, but they're starting from one now. I don't think they're starting from one because I do... The, look, the receiving core is going to take a hit no matter what without Julio Jones, but they still have a... Very a high caliber guy in Calvin Ridley, true, who yes. becomes the number who he becomes the primary option for Matt Ryan. And let's also not forget they got a couple guys in Russell Gage. They added Tajay Sharp via free agency, and I, okay. but granted, it's not Julio. It's not Julio Jones. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. It's not Julio Jones, but they don't have to start from scratch. And let's also not forget about. The fourth pick overall, and Kyle Pitts, a tight end. That's a guy you can line up anywhere. Not saying that they're starting from scratch. I mean, they're starting fairly low now. So now this is um. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room. The big thing was, no matter what was going to happen, the Falcons are hamstrung by the salary cap in a big way. To the point where they are unable to even sign their draft picks because they just don't have the space. 
And when you combine that with Julio Jones' high number at $15.3 million, and the fact that he had already expressed his desire to, to get out of Atlanta, the stars aligned in that regard. And several teams were in the mix. And it turns out the Titans were the most interested. Now I'm going to go play a little clip from the media availability via Zoom that uh, John Robinson had. And here's some of the thought process he had in regards to that. Yeah, so this, I mean, we've been talking, Jim, for probably, um, you know, two or three, uh, two or three weeks here, uh, back and forth with, with Atlanta and, and, and Terry Fontenot down there. And uh, my hat's off to him. It's just, this is his first uh, big trade. He was great to work with, um, but uh, he's got a great career ahead of him. Uh, so I appreciate working with him and dealing with him. Um, but we had discussions um, really, you know, kind of back and forth for the last uh, couple weeks kind of picked up in intensity a little bit uh, yesterday uh, and then finally found some closure this morning on it and um, able to agree uh, to the terms on it. There's Titans general manager John Robinson talking about the process that led to the trade for Julio Jones. And let's, um, again, as we continue to look at it from the Atlanta Falcons perspective, now they're able to sign their draft picks, but... Julio is a franchise icon. He is the all-time leader in receptions, receiving yards, uh, receiving touchdowns, 100-yard receiving games. No no matter what way you look at it, he's on the list of one of the greatest players in the history of the organization. He is a seven-time Pro Bowl player, five times All-Pro. The records and the accolades speak for themselves, in my opinion. He is a future Hall of Fame wide receiver, and no matter what way you slice it, it is a big loss for the Atlanta Falcons. So, your thoughts, sir? Uh, it was all AJ Brown. <laughs> That's what I have to say. It was that all it? AJ Brown. Uh, AJ Brown, the guy who led the charge in the. Um, recruitment. You know what? I think he is the national recruiter of the year, regardless of college or pro. That's the thing. I didn't, you know, I just can't believe it worked. <laughs> like, like <laughs> That's my thing. It worked. I mean, if they've been talking for weeks, A.J. Brown has been recruiting him for weeks. A.J. So. Brown has, um, and, and, for anybody new to the podcast, um, A.J. Brown is the Titans' stud wide receiver. Um, a, a a dog in his own right. He's been in the league two years, but those two years have been some highly productive years. And as we begin to look at it from a Titans perspective, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones on the outside it's essentially a pick-your-poison type deal when it comes to the passing game. For opposing secondaries, it's going to be a huge problem. Well, they are playmakers, so inside, outside, doesn't matter. They go out, make plays. So if the Titans are wise, and here's my thing, the Titans need to be wise. Don't treat this like a Harry Douglas. Don't do that. You need to utilize 
this receiving core now. Now that they got their coveted receiver, personally, I believe that they've had it all along. They've had the the knowledge and the know-how. Now they got what they want. Now utilize it. If this turns into a Harry Douglas, it doesn't matter if he's Julio Jones. It's going to be a waste. That's what I think. Of course, the big knock on, on Julio right now is he's coming off. He's coming off easily his uh, most difficult season to date. He was only limited to seven games due to various injuries, a career low in catches, yards, and touchdowns. Um, oh, he's plus, he's on the other side of 30. But still, I, th- that to me yeah, does hungry. not – right. That to me does not matter. Like It does not matter to Julio. He is hungry. It doesn't matter how old he is. Eh? All these people who keep bringing up his age, I'm, I'm just like, no, just stop. Dude is hungry. He's going to go out and get it. So I'm not worried about his age. Now, looking at it, um, looking at it again, it is essentially pick your poison. To me, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I think the Titans are championship contenders if they can find a way to fix the defense. Now, they've got some young guys that they drafted, a couple of guys that they were able to sign. They basically remade the secondary. But if the defense can show any sign of improvement going forward, this is a team that can contend, not just in the division, not just in the conference, but they can contend for a Super Bowl. That is a very long pause that you you you. Ended. I think that's a little bit too bold. Hmm. It's a little too bold. I think uh, maybe in another year, maybe. I don't see the Titans going to the Super Bowl at all this year. I don't. I don't see them contending. Maybe for a another division title. The odds gets slimmer when it goes to a conference title and the odds kind of just die out when it, when it comes to the Super Bowl because I, I don't think these guys have the longevity to reach the highest point yet, but they have the, the means to get pretty far. I'm not going to count the Titans completely out. I'm not one of those people. But I'm analyzing this from, some, from a gameplay standpoint. I think they have what it takes to contend, but to get to the highest point... Maybe another year. This is outside of Kansas City. I think this is a, a an offense that you that scares you because there's no way to truly stop them. Ryan Tannehill has proven that he is a an upper echelon quarterback in this league, and the stats back it up. He's got AJ Brown at his disposal, Julio at his disposal. A, a very, very good young slot option in, in Josh Reynolds, but he's he, to me, he's a more of a versatile option. You can line him up anywhere. And that's another thing. You can line all these guys anywhere on the field. I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I fear this offense. I think I'm challenged by it. But being afraid of this offense is not an option. I don't think that that's, that's viable. Well, obviously, you're looking at it from the perspective of a guy who put on the pads and the helmet and went out there and ran the routes himself. Of course. So I, so I understand that. 
But at the same time, you've got to deal with all that. And we haven't even gotten to the real reason why this offense is dangerous. And that is Derek Lamar Henry Jr. True. Julio Jones has seen more double teams throughout his career than maybe any other receiver. And now he's not going to be seeing double teams. He's not. With A.J. Brown on the other side and and opposing defenses having to account for Derrick Henry, he's going to see fewer double teams than he has seen at any point in his career. And if he is healthy, he's going to eat, as is A.J. Brown. Well... That's I mean, what makes the offense to me more most formidable. Well, um having this tandem does take pressure off. Um but if our teams really be bold against you know how they line up, honestly. Again, this is not a team to fear. This is this is Julio Jones's first season with with Tennessee. So, even for him, there's still a learning curve. I think the biggest threat the Titans pose to the NFL is the run game. They they personally they have had a pretty solid receiving core for the past couple of years. They just haven't, you know, they haven't had the offensive line or they've they've um been very Inconsistent when it came to the offense. Last year was the first season, I think, where they've had a very consistent dual threat um, offensive unit. And then again, I still have questions if how how um, maneuverable and how how long the old line will last. I still have some questions because they got some new pieces on the on the old line, didn't they? Or and and some some younger guys. Lord. Well, they got some depth options, and they're gonna get Taylor Lewan back due to from injury. Um, outside of that, well, losing Dennis Kelly on the right side of the offensive line, that's a bit of a. They're gonna find a way to replace him, but I believe that it's gonna be a competition between um, Kendall Lamb, the free agent signing from Cleveland, and second round draft pick Dylan Radins from North Dakota State. Those guys are going to battle it out. Outside of that, I'm not worried about the offensive line. Uh, I'm not worried about anything on the on on the offense from the Titans from the Titans perspective. What concerns me? Um, what will the defense look like? That's 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 the big issue for me. They've been struggling since Joe Casey was uh, was released. So honestly, like they haven't had a consistent pass rusher. He was traded, by the way. Regardless, traded, released, tomato, tomato. So, I mean, I mean, they haven't had a viable pass rush in a while since him, and, and that's what it boils down to. I'm, I, I'm concerned about the secondary too. Their, their secondary has been very, very inconsistent. Regardless of what people may think. And it has been completely made over. They spent high draft picks and a big free agent signing um, to remake the secondary. Janoris Jenkins coming over from from New Orleans. They drafted Caleb Farley in the first round. High upside, high risk. You're you're banking on the upside. Elijah Molden in the third round. Um, 
a couple other options. Um, they're banking on Amari Amari Hooker or Amani Hooker, excuse me, to um, show out, take up the mantle that Kenny Vaccaro leaves. Um, but that's the biggest issue for me. One last thing before we go, we'll take a look at this stat, and it will be. It will illustrate everything that Julio Jones will bring to the table. Since 1970, the most receiving yards by a Titans wide receiver in a single season is 1,303. Now, do you know who put that season together? 2003, 1,303 receiving yards for this. For the Titans organization? For the Titans. Wasn't that uh, 2003? I don't want to say Drew Bender or Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson was not on the team then. At least not to my knowledge, no. Hmm, that's a good question. The answer is Derek Mason. Oh, okay. 1,303 receiving yards in 2003 to date. That is the highest receiving yardage total any Titans receiver has had. Hmm, interesting. Julio Jones has put up more receiving yards than that in a single season six times. And before last year's injury plague season, and let's be real, 2020 was a wacky year for everybody. Before that, he had gone over that number six consecutive years, including a year in 2015 where he had over 100 catches, 1,800 yards, and eight touchdowns. Julio Jones is one of the best receivers of this generation. And as of today, he is the newest Tennessee Titan. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to see. And look, I I woke up this morning to the news and I could not go back to sleep. Um, it is an exciting day if you're a Titans fan. It is an exciting day if you are opposing defenders in the NFC because you don't have to see Quintoris Lopez-Jones anymore, and I am pretty sure you are happy about that. Anything else you need to you need to throw in? Just don't treat him how you treated Harry Douglas. Also, have your pets spayed and or neutered. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um... Okay, that was one of the most random things I've ever heard. That's why you gotta you gotta hit the Price is Right theme song. You know how it goes. We do, but we're not gonna do it for this uh, for this reason. Um, maybe another time. We got Plinko in like five minutes. Come on. Interesting. He didn't tell me about this Plinko game that uh he's so so interested in. Well, that's about it for us. We're gonna come go pay some bills, go handle some business. I um, just wanted to hop on and tell you that Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. Hugs, not drugs. Big hugs, tiny kisses. Thank you, Taylor Lewan. Um, Good night, everybody. <laughs>